everyone. Welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I am Dr. Taves, and it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. So in this podcast, we are going to talk about the shoulder. We're going to talk about the shoulder, how it functions, and what happens when it doesn't function well, and the implication to headaches and migraines. It's probably not hard for you listening to connect the shoulder to your headaches and migraines. I work with all types of headaches and migraines and most of them, most of the patients I see will say that they have some sort of tension or pain that stems from their shoulder. Maybe they'll say that the shoulder is affecting the neck or that their shoulder is directly causing this headache. So it'll like shoot pain into their head. And then almost everyone will enjoy a shoulder massage and there's tension in your shoulders and everyone's got stress and and their shoulders are hiked up to their ears. So those are things we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about why it happens, what to do about it, kind of the, the function and like I said, biomechanics behind the shoulder and how it works. And then just remember as a physical therapist, I focus on movement. So we want to find movement problems and restore movement problems and then especially as it relates or connects to headaches and migraines. So let's jump into the biomechanics, the mechanics, the joints, how the shoulder moves. Let's talk about that. Because if we understand how the shoulder moves, then we can diagnose appropriately and come up with a treatment plan so that we can address these specific problems that could potentially be playing into headaches and migraines. All right, so the shoulder is made up of four different joints. You might think that there's just the one main joint that's kind of this ball and socket joint, you know, the the obvious one, the humerus, and it rests in this sort of like, it's shaped uh, almost like if you think of a golf ball sitting on a tee, think of that as, as your shoulder joint. So it's a very shallow joint, but it has a lot of mobility. So your arm bone the humerus sitting in uh, that sort of cup of what's actually the the shoulder blade, the scapula, is where it's resting. And there's a lot of mobility there. So you you should be able to reach up overhead and put away dishes in the top cabinet. Um, And then you should be able to reach behind your back when you're driving in the car to make sure your kids aren't getting out of line or grab something in the back seat. And then a lot of what we do is reaching forward. So your shoulder joint has a ton of mobility and a lot of that comes from this we call the glenohumeral joint. Um, But in addition to that joint, we have the clavicle, which has these two connections. One of them's on the sternum and then one of them's uh, actually on the scapula itself. So that's the AC and the SC joint. So Uh, the acromioclavicular joint and the sternoclavicular joint. So just think of your collarbone and where it connects to your shoulder and then where it connects to your sternum. So you can kind of feel those joints that there's just uh, a thin layer of skin tissue over them and they're really easy to do what we call palpate. Um, Basically, you just feel those joints. Sometimes those joints will be stiff. They won't be um, as mobile as I would like them to be, and so I'll do a little work there. But overall, those joints are are typically not the main problem. And then the fourth joint in the shoulder, and this is kind of a lesser known joint, is actually the scapula resting on the rib cage. 
And this is an important one to understand because it's kind of a, a free floating joint. And so the scapula resting on the rib cage is held together by these surrounding muscles that uh, all need to coordinate one for stability. So when you do like a push up or when um, you're putting weight through your arm and your shoulder needs to be stable, all of those muscles need to coordinate. But also with, with reaching up overhead or doing these daily arm movements, all of those muscles are coordinating to allow the shoulder shoulder blade to kind of rotate, reach forward, uh, protract, retract, all these different movements, elevate and depress as well. So those are the four joints in the shoulder. The, the first joint that's most commonly blamed for shoulder problems, um, if you've ever heard of impingement or if you think of the rotator cuff, if you really... Anyone who has shoulder pain, what's initially thought of is that glenohumeral joint, so the, the arm bone sitting in the socket, and then this rotator cuff, which is basically just four different muscle groups that have tendons that wrap around the head of the arm bone and hold it in place. So the glenohumeral joint is, is typically what is blamed for a lot of shoulder problems. And there are a lot of problems that happen here. There's, there's pain that can occur in that glenohumeral joint. But when you reach up overhead, the important thing to understand, which does play into headaches and migraines, so we're not getting too far off topic, but when you reach up overhead, when you flex the shoulder, when you uh, reach up out to the side, that's called abduction, those movements, what's happening is the arm bone. Now, I don't want to get on a, into the weeds of biomechanics, but basically, if you think of the golf ball, um, resting on the golf tee, it rotates so that the arm bone is rotating within that socket. Um, but the one thing that needs to happen is it actually needs to kind of glide downward so that it continues to rotate up. Now, if it doesn't glide downward, again, using golf ball in the tee, it'll basically just roll off the tee. And so that's what keeps the golf ball on the tee is that sort of downward glide as it rotates up. So you have this equal glide with rotation. Now that happens in our arm bone and, and usually problems occur when that glide, that downward glide is, is not happening. And so there's really just this upward rotation. And so what happens if you, again, using the analogy of the golf ball, the golf ball wants to roll off the tee. Now, since your, your arm just can't, you know, glide off of the scapula, what happens is it kind of, you get what's called impingement. So uh, you'll hit this point about halfway reaching up where your shoulder doesn't feel comfortable. You might feel a pinch and you might get pain. So what, what's happening there is that's the point where your arm bone is not getting that gliding component and then that results in pain because it's not functioning the way it should. When that happens, the body has a way of compensating. So oftentimes that can be an issue and the body can just deal with it by changing its movement pattern. So again, this change in movement pattern uh, happens in the neck, it happens in the upper back, it happens in the shoulders. And specifically in the shoulders, it, it can start with this, we'll call impingement or this glenohumeral joint, the ball, uh, the golf ball in the, in the T joint, not down gliding. And so when it doesn't down glide, basically the scapula acting on the rib cage will want to rotate upward that's normal when you reach up overhead the scapula rotates upward and uh, a compensation pattern that we oftentimes see with this problem is that the levator scapula is a muscle 
that originates on the upper part of the scapula and inserts into the neck. Its only job is to elevate the shoulder blade. I shouldn't say its only job, but in this, in this conversation, its job is to elevate the shoulder blade. Now, that muscle will kick in and it'll elevate the shoulder blade so that when you reach up, you can get the full range of motion that you would expect. So again, it's a compensation pattern. Normal movement, the levator scapula would not do as much work and the upper trap would actually kick in and do most of the movement because what the upper trap does is when you reach, it will help to rotate the scapula upwards. So if you picture your scapula resting on your rib cage, you're reaching up and that should want to um, lift and kind of glide or rotate smoothly on the rib cage while that golf ball, the, so the, the head of the humerus, the arm bone, would, is rotating and gliding smoothly within the socket. So if those two things are happening, life's good, and that tension does not creep up from the shoulder into the neck. If those things aren't happening, that's where the levator scapula oftentimes will kick in. And because it originates in the shoulder blade and it uh, inserts into the neck, it will actually increase the amount of tension through the neck. And specifically, it's, it's uh, C2, C3, that area. So a lot of times there will be kind of a knot or a pull on the second and third vertebrae in the neck when there's this shoulder problem. Because it's it's relying on the neck, it's pulling on the neck, and the neck isn't necessarily equipped or capable of being that sort of strong foundation so that every time when you lift your shoulder, uh, your neck is kicking in more than it wants to. So this is why the shoulder is important to look at, because this dysfunction downstream, the uh, all the way from the, the shoulder ball and socket joint to how the shoulder blade is moving, the scapula is moving, um, is going to play in ultimately to how much tension is through the neck. Now that levator scapula, that's an important muscle to understand not only its function, but its location, and then how if it has a trigger point, which I've talked about this before, but basically trigger points are these fibers within a muscle. And I, I think of them as they typically occur in smaller muscles because these smaller muscles like the levator scapula are doing too much work and they get fatigued and these fibers a kind of a protective response for these fibers is just to kind of ball up and they say hey i'm done i'm just going to rest in this sort of contracted position and what that does is it restricts blood flow to that specific portion of the muscle and it also think of it as like artificially weakening the muscle because if you have a hundred muscle fibers that are all contracting and relaxing and then you have a trigger point in 20 of those then 80 of them are doing the work of what should be a hundred so the, the muscle feels weaker as well, and which again kind of perpetuates or throws you into this cycle of uh, the shoulder's dysfunctional, you have a trigger point, only 80 of those fibers are having to do 100% of the work, and so there's tension that's traveling up through the shoulder and into the neck. Now, the scenario where this is playing into headaches and migraines, there's a few things that could be happening. One, this levator scapula is irritated and there's that trigger point that's actually what we call an active trigger point where it's sending pain into the head. Now I've seen this and it's it's fairly common where I'll push on a trigger point in the shoulder and it will send pain into the head. Sometimes it's behind the ear. Sometimes it can actually wrap up and around like a normal uh, headache or a one-sided, maybe even a migraine might feel like. 
And so that specific muscle in the shoulder can refer pain into the head. And the other scenario is that it's just pulling kind of tethered on the neck. And like I said, the neck isn't equipped or stable uh, enough to counteract that load. And so it'll pull on these joints and it'll irritate the joints. It'll irritate the tissues in the upper part of the neck. And your your body kind of has to compensate uh, or respond to that. And so the neck itself can get irritated and that tension can cause that C2-3 segment to send pain into the head. Now C2-3, what we know about C2-3, when I, when I say that I'm talking about the second and third bone in the upper part of the neck. So from top down, it goes one, two, three, and onward. So there are sensory fibers, not just in C1 and C2, but all the way down to C3, that those sensory fibers can then send a pain signal and get confused by the brain is coming from the head or the face. So the referral pattern from anywhere from, we'll call it C0, or basically the back of the head to C3, is fair game to present as a headache or a migraine. And so this uh, this interaction between the shoulder and the neck is important to understand. Not only the trigger point in the levator scapula, but what it does to the neck itself. All right, so we have uh, the levator scapula and how that's impacted by improper shoulder function. A couple other things to consider when it comes to the shoulder. There's something called rib 2-3 syndrome. Now, a lot of people are surprised, but basically your ribs, your first rib, you can push directly down on basically the top of your shoulder and, and you're likely to be pushing on your first rib. And so when people have this sort of stressed out shoulders to the ears posture throughout the day or that levator scapula is hiking their shoulders up, it likely is also incorporating what are called the scalenes. The scalenes are little muscles that run, there's three of them, and they run on the side of your neck and insert into the ribs. So those ribs are going to be uh, oftentimes I'll find that they're elevated. So when you take a deep breath in and out, your ribs should elevate and depress. And when there's tension and your shoulders are hiked up to your ears, sometimes they'll just be elevated and they won't depress at all. And so there's that resting sort of tension and that's playing into the, what, what the ribs are feeling. So the first rib can be a problem and we'll want to see that elevate and depress nicely. But then the second and third rib, so if you think of just the upper part of your back before it turns into your neck, on the inside of your shoulder blade, there is typically a trigger point that's developed around that area and a sensitivity. Now that second and third rib, that's right where they are. And oftentimes those ribs can be irritated um, because of this sort of shoulder dysfunction over time. This is There's a couple reasons for that. One of the primary reasons is there's a smaller muscle, again, smaller muscles develop trigger points that uh, is called your serratus posterior superior. No quiz, you don't need to memorize that, but basically it's a little tiny muscle and if you reach your arm forward and put a little bit of pressure just on the inside of your shoulder blade, the top part of your shoulder blade, you'll likely find a sore sensitive trigger point there and that's that little tiny muscle that's supposed to be helping with this upward rotation of the shoulder blade that is not happy. And again, all these muscles kind of play into the ribs and so if there's tension that's developed, the ribs might not be as happy. So that rib 2-3 syndrome presents as pain in like the inside portion of the shoulder blade and that, that pain can actually refer down to the shoulder and kind of into the neck. Another thing to consider with the shoulder is the upper trap. So oftentimes the upper trap is, is blamed. Upper trap is a very popular muscle. 
people know what the upper trap is. They'll refer to it as my upper trap has tension and pain in it. Now that's not it, it, it's not uh, totally false to say that the upper trap is involved somehow, and I do oftentimes find trigger points that develop in the upper trap, but usually the upper trap is focused on so much that the levator scapula, which is right underneath it, is overlooked, but I do find much more success with the levator scapula. The other thing to consider, and this is this is more a result of shoulder dysfunction and not necessarily a direct tie to headaches and migraines, but a lot of my patients will have uh, another trigger point, a really sensitive muscle that's, think of like the lower right quadrant of your scapula on your back, so closer to your shoulder. Um, there's a muscle called the infraspinatus, and this infraspinatus muscle is basically just constantly trying to pull your shoulder back so that your shoulder is in a more neutral position. Everything we do during the day, just about everything, is in this forward position. So we're reaching forward, we're leaning forward, our head is forward. The infraspinatus is one of those muscles trying to pull our shoulders back. We tend to use it more than we should, and so that's an, another muscle that's not happy. So go ahead and put a little bit of pressure there. If you need to Google it, uh, Google infraspinatus, find out where it is. Maybe Google infraspinatus trigger point, and you'll you'll uh, see a little picture that'll show you where to push and that will likely be sensitive as well. With these trigger points, I want you to just put about 15 seconds of pressure in each of them and try to calm them down and see how that helps. As far as if, you, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I have a lot of shoulder pain and, and when I reach, I do kind of get that impingement, um, it's time for you to go actually get that taken care of. So if your shoulder is in better shape, then likely your neck is going to be better for it. And so the shoulder is definitely something that needs to be treated. Now, when I see patients in the clinic, I, I do start with the neck. The neck is kind of the low-hanging fruit. Let's start there. It should reduce or resolve a lot of your symptoms. But after that, I do look at the jaw, I look at the upper back, and then the shoulder is an important one. So I do work on the shoulder with most of my patients as it's something that is going to potentially lead to a setback. So if I don't address the shoulder, a patient might feel better, and then it comes right back because of this shoulder problem that then is is uh, increasing tension through the neck. Or the shoulder might be more directly related to headaches and migraines. So the point of this podcast is, one, I, I want you guys to understand how the shoulder is involved. Um, I want you to know that that stress through your shoulders is not always to be blamed on the upper trap. And so there's nuances of movement that are affecting that levator scapula muscle. I want you to also try to push on these spots at home, the levator scapula, that serratus posterior superior on the inside portion of the scapula, and then the infraspinatus. So those three muscles I want you to push on and see how they feel. Um, if they are sensitive, just keep that direct pressure for about 15 seconds. And then understanding how the mechanics of the shoulder play into the neck, and especially that referral pattern of potentially being more of a direct source of your headaches or migraines, and it does need to be considered. So there's there's nuances of headaches and migraines and complications of, of getting into the nitty-gritty when I'm working with patients that is important. And oftentimes, if you've worked with a provider and they've kind of hit a roadblock, it's because the migraines are not straightforward, headaches are not straightforward, and treating them can be complicated. And that's because understanding the big picture and being able to go down these rabbit holes is something that uh, not not every provider may be able to do. And so not uh, discrediting other providers, but more encouraging you as the patient to continue to pursue an answer. 
One of the great resources we have available to you is booking a free discovery visit. You can book a free virtual discovery visit because I know a lot of people are not in Colorado. And we can chat about your specific situation. If you're virtual, if you're not able to come inside the clinic, then we can do a virtual evaluation where I evaluate you, I look at how your neck moves, how your shoulders move, I make some recommendations on a home program, and then the other thing we do is I create a plan of care, so I talk about what I would do if you were here in the clinic, and then you can search for a provider that might be able to help you in your area, and then of course let me know if you find someone, because I all, I get people from all over the country asking if there's a provider near them that can do this, and so I'm always looking for good physical therapist, uh, or really any type of provider out there that can do this stuff. So again, this is the Headache Doctor podcast. Uh, We talked all about shoulders today. I hope you enjoyed it. And it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Thanks for listening. 